of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We're your hosts, Allison and Tess. Hi, Tess. Hi, Allie. How are you? It's It's been a bit. I feel like we've started the last few episodes with It's Been a Minute, uh, and we have lots to catch up on, but now it really has. Like This is one of the longest gaps we've had, and we, acknowledge, we want to acknowledge that to everyone listening. Um, we've tried to make this happen a few times, and have had to reschedule. But here we are. We made it happen. And you know what? We made it happen on like a half a day margin. You have like a half a day, right? Between one thing to another. Yeah. I leave tomorrow morning for Santa Fe. And I just got back from Estes and just got back from Raleigh. Yep. Exactly. So I'm like. It's as if we've. Have we had a. um, What is that movie? Where Um, they switch places. Uh Yeah. We had a Freaky Friday where I am you. And now on planes all of the time. Um, I have been very, very busy. Mm-hmm. Extraordinarily busy. Busier than <laughs> I thought. Uh, as I mentioned before, I thought I was going to be dusting plants. And right now I can hardly keep up. Um, so more to come on that. But one of the things I'd like to ask you are your thoughts about um, names. Like if you have ideas for aleology is great in a lot of ways, but I, it really doesn't describe what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So one of them that I'm toying with is tempo. Of course it's musically related. Well, it's talent, engagement, mapping, performance outcomes. Oh, stop. It's an acronym (laughs) too. Oh, well, I probably wouldn't say that, but it's just, it's gotta be, it's gotta be musy for me. Yeah. Um, but alleology is too, what it's hard. It, tempo coaching, tempo consulting. Tempo consulting. Tempo consulting. Okay. Hmm. Right. That's good. Right now, it's, you know, alleology. And the way I wanted to start this was by explaining that I literally met someone who talks more than me on my flight to Raleigh. And interestingly enough, as I was telling him about this journey of going from uh, being part of a band my whole life to solo artist work. Mm -hmm. He said, what's the name of your company? Like, I totally, like, tell me more about it. And I said, right now it's Alleology. And he's like, what's that mean? And so I explain it, but that doesn't explain the work that I do. So I want to tell you about Croy. His name is Croy. He's probably your age. I'm guessing he's your age. Probably uh, one of the more brilliant humans that I've, been lucky enough to sit next to in a long time, but I come in and he does not, he's about to put his AirPods in and he turns to me, he goes, Hey, how are you? Oh no. You know, it's my worst nightmare on a plane. (laughs) And we talked literally for three hours Uh about all kinds of things. And he has had quite an adventure and he runs a raft, like a guide raft business in Hawaii with his sister and his brother-in-law. Wow. They're five weeks in. We had a lovely dialogue and we discussed all kinds of topics, but most importantly, we discussed purpose. Mm. And yeah. he is a big believer. I believe that Croy probably leads with adaptability. Mm. He believes in the here and now. He believes in the, um, the importance of living for living by and for his own values. Mm-hmm. And, um, was a remarkable seatmate. Mm. We immediately connected. I've had a couple emails uh, back and forth and texts. And he reminded me so much of my friend, Adam. They actually look alike. And so I connected the two of them via text and uh, shared a few resources with him. He was quite fascinated with strengths. But I'm guessing, Mm -hmm. if I was to guess, adaptability, woo, communication, probably some pretty high self-assurance and I caught some maximizer. Mm. So it reminded me that we had discussed going a little lighter here. And I will tell you that I'm showing up much lighter in just so many ways. Um, It's being in my purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. And I I am loving the travel and I'm loving the um, freedom that I have to explore. 
so, so we talked about going a little lighter because the GMs over the last few months, well, typically, typically. the last few years. Last few, are, yeah, however, 110 episodes prior to this point. We've had are a few heavy. ones, but yeah, we tend to go deep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we so do we go deep. Go, go deep or go home. Go um, deep or go so, home. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. We're going to go light on this episode, and we thought it would be fun to do a little bit of casual strength spotting, because I think people really wonder if we do this, and in fact, yes, we do. Um, We listen for and we spot strengths, whether we know someone's top five or not. Mm -hmm. And a fun way I like to introduce this to teams is to think about fictional characters, so that it maybe lightens it up a little bit. We talked about The Office. I first want to mention that I didn't watch The Office initially. I came into The Office slowly. Yeah. And I'm a big fan. Um, and I would say a forever fan now. But we thought we'd do a little bit of casual strength spotting on some TV shows that are maybe a little more common, maybe some movies. Yeah. And just get in the practice of the fun of it and maybe have our um, our listeners shouting along with us oh gosh, as to what yeah. strengths they Get think involved. I also if there's like a fictional character that you're like this is what I think but I wonder what they think let us know after this episode like drop in the insta comments or email us let us know and it would be fun to do like a follow-up like here are a few others that people suggested um, but before we get into it, I wanted to actually give this example of like, you can strength spot me in this because uh, um, I, it was a, actually a little bit of like the this idea of when we had chatted a few weeks ago as we were originally scheduling this episode, um, it actually prompted the idea of doing this same exercise in class in, in the course I'm teaching. And so I actually applied it to, we were talking about, um, I'm teaching social theory, right? Sociological theory. And we're in the classics right now. And so I was teaching um, Max Weber, uh, one of the founding fathers of sociology. Um, and he has a concept of like social organization and like hierarchy based on three things, class, status, and party. So your economic conditions your lifestyle choices, and then party, which he defines as like your power, your political and and like social power that you have as an individual. And so I put up some real and some fictional characters, right? Or some some real people and fictional characters. So I had them rate Obama. Like how would you operationalize or define, right? Knowing that these things change over the course of your life. So we acknowledge like he held office, right? He used to have like the most power, arguably one could have in the political sense in the US, right? And now still has a lot of power, right? Who he backs matters in, you know, um, what he says really matters, um, but doesn't have as much, right? And then I had them do Yee, Kanye West, um, and his recent like incredible dip of economic power because of all the brand losses due to his anti-Semitic you know, Semitic comments. And um, Mm -hmm. so that was a really interesting discussion. And then it went fictional and we did Pam from the office. And because it's hard to find like real life examples of people. And I even tossed out the idea of like maybe because I tried to find real people, but people that have like lower class and status are just like everyday people, right? (laughs) Like They're not people that most people would know. So then I had to go like fictional. So then I did Pam from the office and then I did um, Issa D from Insecure. Um, and, and some people knew her. So I gave a little bit of bio of each of our people, even though, you know, not assuming everyone knew everybody on the list, but it was a really, really fun conversation. And I, I think it was, I don't know that I consciously did this, but I think it was like you throwing out the idea of like, what if we just like strength spotted fictional characters that probably was sitting somewhere in the subconscious that when I went to go like plan Mm -hmm. the lecture and I'm like, what's a fun discussion question that we could really tinker with this? I was like, let's do examples. So anyway, it was a great, we had rousing debates specifically about Pam, right? Like her husband becomes the CEO of a major athletic consulting firm in Philadelphia, right? So like her class and status change, you know, like these things of like how these things aren't, aren't concrete or set. So and it was a really fun discussion, which makes me really excited for this discussion. <laughs> I love this. I love it. And I am um, on a more practical sort of real people side. I had a, um, I've been doing obviously some consulting work, but I have a, um, a company I'm, I'm working with in the UK and we did a strength spotting, talent spotting. What's the moment you're proud of exercise with me on Zoom. They're in their offices. They are brilliant scientists um, in the climate um, 
arena. And we talked about like what they're naturally good at. And they were strength spotting me on the call. And one of them said, oh, let me guess, you were in band. (laughs) And I said, yeah. And he goes, were you like the band mate, the one that does that? And I said, the majorette. And he goes, yeah, were you that? And I said, yes, a couple of times. (laughs) But it's so interesting when we give people permission Mm -hmm. to spot our talent, to like spot our superpowers. I think most of the time people are doing what they're doing subconsciously through a lens of judgment. What would happen as Don Clifton said, Mm -hmm. if we focused on what was right with people and it was such a joyous conversation. Mm -hmm. I left that conversation more engaged and went back to the group that I was working with in person and they were doing the same thing. You know, Oh, there's woo. You know, they were showing me the jazz hands. I had a great conversation too, with our wild team on Wednesday, we did some wisdom keeping about symbols. I've got a great list of Mm -hmm. questions for you, Tess, about, you know, what's something that represents, what's a movie, you know, that you're drawn to, what's a story that you're drawn to, what's Mm -hmm. a symbol that you're drawn to, what's a symbol that, or something that it it like revolts you or repels you. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, do you have a word that you hate? The word I hate is bucket. It just, Mm -hmm. and so, but tying all of that together is a really beautiful sort of thread of tapestry of what that tells you about your story when it comes to symbolism. So there are so many symbols. Um, Well, I think what we should do is um, either start with something simple like the office or um, we could start with pets. Only one of us has a pet. So if we want to string spot George. Oh, I can string, I can well, I can strength spot George. Yeah, go for it. I believe that George has high intellection. Hmm. I believe that that George has um, maybe some input. He seems quite curious about the world. The world. He has yeah. sort of a like head nod curiosity <laughs> mm-hmm. about the world. Um, I also think that George may have a little bit of. It's not, it might be significance that's not yet mature. Okay. Like, what do you mean? Like, sort of a, he hasn't really quite figured out what his role is in this world. Hmm. But he wants to matter. I mean, if you look back at the many screenshots that we had last episode, (laughs) he wants to matter. Uh Um, and then I'm going to guess him to have higher woo than relator, but I haven't been around him in person enough to know if he has yeah. a blend of both. Yeah. He could be like our friend Jerlene who has both in her top five. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a tight circle. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, a circle is him and I, so we spend most of our time just the two of us, but, um, he's a group of puppy friends at puppy preschool, uh, that are puppy class. How does he show up at, how does he show up at puppy class? Um, that, I don't know where intellectual gamer, I was like, he is learner, like to me, he is a, Mm. he picks things up really well. And then in class there's like four of them. And so the other three will just be like playing, hanging out, wrestling like puppies do, right? And George will be sitting at the feet of the trainer because he knows the trainer has the snacks, has the treats. Like, it's literally the, it's it's just like the running joke of like, it does not matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter if they're wrestling and bumping into him. Like, he will be looking directly up. I'll find some photos. He will be looking, it does not matter what's happening in the background. He will be looking up directly at Tim, the trainer, and because he's like, he's the treat man, you know? So he's very You need to add that to our, to our Insta when we, when we publish <laughs> yeah, this episode. Yeah, Oh my gosh, for sure. But yeah, I would, yeah, I would agree in many ways. I'm like, I was trying to think he's, he definitely loves meeting people more than he likes meeting other dogs. Loves meeting people. Um, 
is a very people person. So like for sure when you first said me, I'm like, yeah, and you're right. Like, and here's where I'm like, I wonder, I wonder your thoughts on this. Does it, is there a difference between people who connect more with non-peers than peers? Of like, woo, oh my, what woo. a great question like, that is. I don't, it just, I mean, like, you know, I don't know. Like, Sorry, I just got into an existential dialogue with myself. My brain just went, huh. Because like in my mind, woo, we've always described it as like expanding your social, social circle versus like a depth. But there's something to be said about generational differences, about seasons of life, about like you can't always achieve depth with everybody even if it's like if they're in a certain role like I'm thinking like you're not going to achieve that depth with your instructor right like a, a professor right but you would want to win them over if you're a student with Hi Woo, right but like so I was even thinking about that like with George I'm like is there I feel like Wu is much more transcendent of levels of power oh, I would, and roles I've been around a Wu last week last week last week week before gosh I can't keep track of my weeks but I spent some time in um, Fargo with a leader who leads with woo her woo is so different than mine yeah oh yeah yeah. so different than mine um she has it's a discernment woo where I feel like I'm just getting to the point now where woo is discerned Mm -hmm. like people have asked me so many times like do you want to take it over you want to take the test again you should take it again Mm -hmm. first of all it's not a test um, and it's not a super fun survey. It's a really, really scientifically uh, backed assessment that measures not only engagement, um, but a number of things. Anyway, I'm not going to go down that tangent. Where do you go? So I know I'm grown up, Tess. I am. So proud. It's taken me a bit, but I'm grown so up. So when I have the opportunity to look at where Wu is now, if I was to take the assessment again, I think my woo has had a little bit of burnout. Yeah. Like I would, I would never say again, you can, tr- you know, people with high, I used to say this people with higher later, remember Gigi's quote, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, you're dead to me. That was her famous relator quote. And my woo quote was, you know, fool me 1700 times and then we'll talk about it. Not anymore. Not anymore. I believe that I have become a lot more discerning of my circle, cautious about what I share, because I've been burned. And I've been burned by people that I have known for a short amount of time. And I've been burned by people who I've known my whole life. So I've become more cautious about the woo and where I gift it. So my buddy Croy, who is seated next to me, he was like, wow, I feel like I could just talk to you. And that felt honoring to my woo empathy. If I would have just spilled all kinds of info, I, I, I held, I held myself closer to the vest. Yeah. Chest, chest, vest, which is it? It's chest, I believe, but I knew chest? where you were going. I think it's, almost is it chest or vest? My chest? I don't, why would it be vest? vest? I don't think I would have said chest. Let me look it up. Hello, listeners. Glad you joined us because this is not going to go any direction today. Um, We also could do an entire episode on shit that people say that is not accurate. Oh, my gosh. Like, nip it in the butt. Do you know how many people say nip it in the butt? It is not the butt. No one nips a butt. You You nip a bud, everyone. It's a bud. Like... I didn't know that. I was saying it's not nip it in the butt. butt. I'm like I'm assuming people are going you say butt pinching other people's butts. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Hold. Okay, Next so, episode. Hold, phrases people say that are inaccurate. Hold close to your chest is. Uh, it's better to keep or or it's better to keep information close to the vest. So interchangeable. Both of them. All right. Chesty Vesty, whatever it is. So I've become a lot more chesty Vesty. I'm a lot more keep it tight than I used to be. And so thank you to the humans who helped me learn that lesson. You know, many times over, I'm a little better at veering back to the subject that we were on. So yes, 
we're going to look for George in the wild and his his strengths. Yep. Plan on me going forward on your Instagram to be hashtag woo, hashtag mm-hmm. learner. Yep. Spot him all the time. Look for that. Yep. yep. You sure can. I've got a, I have a grand pup. I don't like saying it, but I will. I have a grand pup. His name is Pivo and I dearly love him. I mean, we have conversations via FaceTime. Lauren does call me the G word much, much to my disappointment, but I do like to talk to Pivo and ask him about how things are going. Pivo I believe is so young. He's still in the strengths explorer stage. Mm-hmm. He's not yet ready yeah. for strengths finder. Mm-hmm. He is discoverer, discoverer, discoverer. <laughs> Those are Pivo's top three strengths. Um, I, I'm not sure that he has woo or presence because he just doesn't always like to be, yeah. but he for sure has competition. Mm. He is out to win attention from others Hmm. and the poor guy i mean he's not he's not this the sharpest tool in the shed he's he's coming around but he just like for example it's raining lauren has a dog house now for him because they have him like both inside and outside he's supposed to be a farm dog yes and i g g ma here said that you cannot let that dog be outside he needs to be inside like he as a puppy he would have wandered off or a coyote would have, who knows? So anyway, he's been in and out. So he has this giant enclosed feature that I call the cage. It's not that bad, everyone. It's not that bad, but that's what I call it. And inside he has a little dog house. So when it rains, he can go in it. He can't figure that out. <laughs> so he got under, he was trying to get under his dog bed. Oh my God. He was trying to get under his dog bed instead of going into the little place that has a little roof for him. Oh um, that's so yes. funny. So Pivo is working on intellection is not going to be one of his top five for sure. Um, All right. So back to the subject at hand, let's go right into the office. Let's, let's use Pam as an example. Um, Get your strengths cards out um, listeners. Mm. I'm, I'm going to say this is, this is going to be my guesstimation. I believe that Pam leads with harmony. That was going to be my thought too. <laughs> Just think about but with all Harmony, of the crap that she has to deal with with Michael. I mean, she just rolls with it. She's like, whatever. We'll try and manage him as effectively as possible. <laughs> she can manage any yeah. heated, heavy conversation. Mm-hmm. Think about the times where she. What was the name of the the boss? Michael's boss. Um. Oh my gosh, people are going to be yelling it at us. Um, when he I, would I call, yeah, 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 yeah. when well, he would call and Pam Jan. would like have to dance around. Yes. And then, oh, oh for I, I sure. Can picture him. I can picture him. What's his name? Jan has self-assurance. Mm. David Wallace. Let's skirt right. I should have known that. Yeah, David Wallace. David Wallace. When David Wallace would call, yep. poor Pam is like navigating the waters. Yep. So I think high harmony, also high positivity. Yep. Yep. I can see that. Relator? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also say some consistency. She, she's Mm -hmm. very fair. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if it's consistency or I was trying to go back and forth, like responsibility, like she's super reliable. Remember how like Mm -hmm. the world fell apart when she tried to move into sales position and Aaron came on board or when she left for art school they had the temporary person in there and yeah um I was also gonna note and I don't know right I like hate to and here's the interesting thing I'd be curious of your thoughts like in some ways a natural inclination because she is an artist would be to say ideation but I also think about the art that we have seen her create where she takes inspiration from the things around her. So it's not necessarily a mm-hmm. ideation in the purest sense of that which thinks outside the box. Because, right, ideation is the closest strength to creativity, generally, right? Like, it's it's thinking differently outside the box, resisting normal structures. So normally, like, people that I've encountered that are very artistic have high ideation. So I just associate it as, like, a... a 
the creativity, the artist, you know, in a lot of ways as a strength. But I also think about like the mural. I think about the art show that we saw of like the picture of the building, right? And a picture of the stapler, right? Like it's, it was just very like things that she would see, like she took inspiration from the world around her. And so in some ways, at first I was going to say ideation. And then the more I thought about it, I said, no, I actually don't think, don't think so. Maybe it's like a connectedness of seeing the beauty in the little things around her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then pulling that, that, um, that broader thread. Yeah. Um, maybe some high discipline. Yeah. You're going to have to help me with the characters. So who came after Pam? Um, who was the secretary who, was, assistant um, after Pam? Like the most Aaron. Um, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. Okay. So Aaron, <laughs> very different from Pam. Um, but I, I think Aaron had high individualization. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very high positivity too. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I think about one of my favorite gifts ever to send to somebody is the celebration one when she is like the the bottle of champagne with uh, uh, Dwight and Michael. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I also see some discipline with her. How so? There's just, there was like a structure to her that oh, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. She, she was just almost rigid in ways, but it was like she was practicing stepping out of that rigidity yeah. into yeah. more of that individualization and positivity. Okay, so there's this episode. It actually made me think of this. There's this episode where, I think it's the episode Michael leaves, maybe? I'm trying to remember. Where Pam is in, in the office administration position, but she has to go to do something. So she's out. And so she asks Aaron to field a delivery of pens. <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> so she says, I'm having a shipment of pens coming in. Will you receive it, right? And and Erin is like, she puts so much pressure on herself. She's like, <laughs> okay, the pens arrived. But do I unbox them? Do I put them on the shelf? Oh, or is that, the, is that the office administrator position? Like, I don't want to step on Pam's toes. So she like unboxes them. And then she freaks out when some when somebody walks in that's new because she thinks it's Pam. And she's like, I wasn't doing anything. And then she starts putting the pens back into the box that they came in when they shipped them. And so just like, I think that's something about discipline of like wanting to do things right and correctly. Um, yes. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, so I want to I want to dance around a few others, but I want yeah. Dwight to be last. Okay. 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 Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, Creed. Creed. How do we even define <laughs> Creed? I feel like oh maybe some maybe there's some restorative there. I mean, in his own way, he was dealing with problems. Yeah. He, he's someone that I I could see having a really lethal combination of ideation futuristic. We're like the... so, my favorite is when you know they're interviewing him about what he does when he does, and then he's like, "What do I do here?" Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. So not high responsibility, not high discipline, which we know. But I'm thinking about this like ideation futuristic blend that's just so abstract and so not in the normal confines. And maybe this futuristic of like so far futuristic that it isn't even in the bounds of of where we're at. I don't know. Maybe focus. I mean, he was so focused on not working. But also Cree Bratton dot, Cree Bratton dot, the word doc of his blog. (laughs) It's just a word document. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, who's next? Let's keep going. So we can move on. Then. All right. So uh, Angela. Angela. Discipline. Oh, for sure. Discipline. And I'd say hi, hi, relator. Yeah. You wrong her and you yeah. are dead. <laughs> You're actually dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe some strategic. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. Um... Self-assurance. Yeah. How about Andy? Oh, Andy, Andy. I'd um, say competition. Competition. Um, I'm thinking of like 
pre and post boat yacht ride Andy, right? Like Andy as we first knew him and then Andy when he sailed on the boat later when he was manager and just like dipped out and worked for months. Um, there's something about his Cornell, Cornell, Cornell that screams significance. Like yes. Status. Yes. You know, that kind of stuff. But then I'm also like when he comes back with a white boy dread and playing the bongos, I'm like there's something yes. about connectedness, right? That just like... <laughs> And there's like, you know, right beneath the surface is a lot of anger. Yeah. My, one of my favorite episodes is when they hide his phone in the ceiling and he just puts his fist right through the wall. Um, yes. I would say Andy also has some high command for that team. Yeah, yeah. He probably sure. has some high command. Um, but yeah, for sure, significance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right, Toby. An election, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. He just I keeps mean, he's... talking about the Stratton <laughs> Strangler. Um, Maybe Stratton context. Strangler forever, yeah. Yeah, I could see that context. Um, what was I thinking? Deliberative. I, I was thinking Includer oh. specifically because he's like... Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, he's always... On, I mean, Not that I really feel for Toby, right? Like, do we ever right. go for Toby? But at the same time, I'm like... Just his voice. He's just... Michael, yeah. you can't say that. Michael. You can't do that, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Stanley. Oh, my favorite. Stanley, my favorite character. Um, oh, let's see. Um, consistency. Yeah. I also think some adaptability. Ooh, interesting blend. You know, there's a fairness, but also a whatever. Like I. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, things happen. There's a fire. Okay. Everything's yeah. going to be all right. Um, yeah. Um, he, his number 34 of activator jumps up to number one on pretzel day. <laughs> also, we could do rating are these humans engaged disengaged or actively disengaged highly disengaged he is stomping on the gum and pressing it into the carpet yes yes highly disengaged um ryan oh man um he's again one of those characters that goes through 12 transformations right because he comes in as the intern ends up working for corporate and then gets addicted to coke like and yeah he's got competition out of balance i think mm. like always in comparison yeah yeah yeah. you know like when he de- dates kelly he's not even interested in kelly until kelly's with somebody else yeah Ooh, that's a good yep that's a good thought yep yep, yep. um and i think probably some significance out of balance too yeah I mean, we did, we're, we're rating their, we're just guessing their strengths, not whether they're in balance or out of balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at some point I'm like, some of these people are so out of balance that all we can do is think about strengths out of balance. On that note, Meredith. Oh gosh, knew she was coming. Um, woo. Where does heavy drinker go? Woo. <laughs> <laughs> you think Meredith has woo? Are you serious? Oh, I don't see woo in Meredith. Anytime there's a party, come on. Well, there's come a difference on. between I need alcohol and I'm ha- actively the, disengaged. The, no, the energy. The, you can be, have woo and be actively oh, disengaged yeah. at work. Well, I'm sorry. Booze-induced woo is a different kind of woo. Yeah. Maybe she's woo when she's drunk, I guess. I don't know. Um, I feel like she has some input. There's a lot of questions that she asks. Yeah, you're right. Nobody listens to my response to them, but she does ask nope. quite a few questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? She has self-assurance, and I credit her for that because her life is a dumpster fire the entire show, and she mm-hmm. just rolls with it. Mm-hmm. Like when they go to deliver the Dundies, and they <laughs> They wake up everyone. Michael's training his replacement, right? They go and they wake up everybody at home. 
and everybody reacts and so their personality right stanley's like get the hell off my <laughs> right jim and pam are like carrying their kids right and, and then um they go to knock on meredith's and it of course looks like a trash home right and they knock and knock and she doesn't answer and then all of a sudden she comes up in her night clothes from the night walk of shame up to the front of the door <laughs> and she's like oh what dundee and she like responds in the most positive way out of anybody right and she's you know walk of shaming so oh my gosh how about kelly oh i think kelly has woo kelly, kelly so woo woo i would say positivity empathy yeah Also, some significance. There's a lot of yeah. these characters that yeah, have yeah. significance that's showing up in different ways. Too, like when they do the minority um, business woman thing, too, especially. Like, yeah. How about Daryl? Daryl. He's adaptability. He's got adaptability. For sure. High. Yeah. Um, I feel like not only him as an individual but also the way that he works with the warehouse crew there's developer in there yes yes agreed and and some focus i mean yeah. even not working yeah is a focus yep like the deliberate not working yeah 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 <laughs> requires sure. focus yeah um okay and the one we've all been waiting for the one we've all been waiting for dwight oh dwight he's the best Oh Do you want to say at the same time what we think his number one is? Are you ready? I don't know that I'm ready. Oh, Tess. I know you're going to be like, oh my God. Think about his, where he keeps his pens. So you're going to say, okay, one, two, three. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. What you think his number one well, is? One, on what two, I'm... three. Oh. Just... <laughs> oh my God. We are an absolute shit show on yeah, here today. Sorry, kids. Put your hands over your ears. Are you going to even publish this episode? <laughs> I know. At this point, I'm like, I don't know. Um, we're, there's I a think that Dwight we has. Have, we have the deep conversation. But anyway, okay. Sorry, go ahead. What do you think Dwight leads with? Number one. <laughs> Analytical. Okay. I can see that. Yep. That. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um. I was going to say analytical intellection, um, discipline when you said the pens, but I was also thinking about his space, like the whole ruler pushing Jim's cords to the other side, right? Um, of like, this is my space. Um, wanting things to For sure, self-assurance. Yes, 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 yes. There's a lot of influencing themes in this crew. I can't Yeah, and so hard. when you think about... Michael Scott's job was to manage them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what do you think Michael's strengths are? Mm. I think Michael has maximizer. Really? I think he has belief. Yes. He has belief. He has belief high. 100%. Yeah. I think Mike, I think Michael wants excellence in his own, in his own way. <laughs> in his own conception of it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Achiever. Um, you know, there was never a lack of like being at work. Yeah. No, he loved it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that belief. And then I think there's something like I think about, um, maybe it isn't quite, but I'm thinking like activator with him with like the high energy, the ideas, like, let's do this. And people try and talk him out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably high activate. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's standing on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> and Jim, of course, I think Jim has high individualization, his ability mm -hmm. to take on and like when he imitates Dwight is so good. And then just the way that he thinks about what people need and his, his gift giving yeah. to Pam. Yeah. You know, how he tells the story of the two of them. Um, yeah. Might have high communication, too. He's a pretty gifted storyteller. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Love it. 
Um, okay. So I, the way this all came about was the bear. Yes. And you haven't seen it yet, yeah. but I would encourage you strongly to watch it. So just like pick a couple characters. What do you think? Um, Carmi, Carmi is the lead character. It's a heavy show, Tess, and yeah. it's been hard for me. I'm only one season in because I just okay. couldn't emotionally handle it. Um, Carmi, and I'm not giving anything away, but he takes over his brother's restaurant, which is a downtown Chicago crazy busy like part of i'm so sensory sensitive that part of the reason i have a hard time watching it is because there's so much going on yeah. and it's loud and there's anxiety and there's screaming and there's quick motion mm-hmm. um you know they're running a restaurant yeah. but Kermi is on his own sort of life exploration and he's working with his sister and he's working with his cousin and so I think that if you look at the characters, you can see where there is, these are strengths being over-indexed. Everybody's in high anxiety. Everybody's in high pressure. Yeah. No one is taking care of themselves. Mm. Um, I don't know when anybody sleeps and, you know, questionable drug use throughout the show. Mm. So I think Carmi has high competition. I think he has high achiever. I think he has high activator. Um, but when you, you get into this show, you see like what it means to see people disengaged at work yeah. and yeah. how that shows up and how that impacts others. And I think like any show, whether it's the office, which is fun and, you know, parody mm-hmm. and you have a show like the bear, which is a really deep, like almost emotionally painful dive we can associate or um, connect with those characters in a way because they're not real. Yeah. Yeah. And we can talk about them as if they are real, but it's almost easier for us to be able to align because there's, there's, you can get in emotionally, but then you can leave it there because it's fiction. Yeah. And the show has been difficult for me. And then I've, had all of these people in my life say, okay, in season two, there's this whole, this whole episode where it's all about the family and, and mm. you know, have you watched Allison? Cause heads up, that's going to be hard for you. Mm. Whenever anybody says that to me, mm. I'm then then I almost like have to take a break yeah. and prepare. Yeah, yeah. And so I was thinking about, you know, how we can, and it's a lot easier for people to, spot strengths of like the office or the bear than it is for them to sit across the board room like this team I just worked with and have a conversation about, Oh, I see maximizer in you. Mm-hmm. That might be how that looks when it's out of balance. Yeah. That might be what it looks like when you're stressed or under pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's helpful to have conversations with people about fictional characters. Um, yeah. As I mentioned, we were talking about symbols in our, um, I'm still very busy with wild and we do Wednesday wild gatherings and we talked about symbols and we talked about the story of a wizard of Oz, the wizard of Oz. There's so much symbolism in that story. It's a myth, right? It Mm -hmm. falls into all kinds of, there's hierarchy that's represented there. There's family dynamics. Um, Dorothy, there's so much happening. I would, challenge our listeners to think about whatever they're watching or maybe you want to go down the path of Wizard of Oz. What strengths do you notice? What engagement levels do you notice? All the concepts that we talk about here on Jen and Millie, where do you see them both in fiction um, or things that are closer to real life, but where are you noticing them? To me, the more you get immersed in this language, yeah. the more it just becomes part of, of everyday strength spotting. So I can be next to Croy and engage him in a way that he gets to use his communication and feel yeah. seen and heard. Yeah. And if I leave him just in those three hours feeling more seen and heard, yeah. that that's what I want to do. Yeah. Like that's, I, I think I have really come into that place for me, Tess, of the intersections of the circles. Yep, thank you. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, 
is a potential community. Mm-hmm. Even for a plane ride, that's a container that's a community that. So I think any container is an opportunity for me to be at my, in my purpose and at my best. Um, just like any container that you're in, Tess, like this one where you're having to figure out technology on the fly. Yep. But so, uh, I think it's. Have you seen the. Go ahead. <laughs> we can't see. Okay. FYI, if you're listening, we had a technology oh, disruption a moment ago. We're just going to name that because now Allie and I cannot see each other. And normally when we record, we join each other on Zoom so we can cue into nonverbals. And we can't do that right now. <laughs> So, so there, the, the, oh, you go, you go. So. You will hear a crack of thunder here in a second. So we have a, a quick little storm that's coming through, which I think has knocked out my internet. But one of the things that I was laughing about, did you, have you listened to Julia? Um, oh my gosh, what's her last name? Elaine from Seinfeld. Uh Dreyfus. Yes, she has a wonderful podcast and she did an interview, a phenomenal interview with Jane Fonda. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the interview, they completely lost everything. And instead of editing it, like they lost like power and there was a storm or something. But instead of like starting over, she just said, this is what happens. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. this is what happens. And I'm the Jane Fonda in this situation for sure. Um, So I do think any opportunity to look for and spot strengths in people, whether it's fictional or real life and giving them space to be authentic is something we all should do more of. So if you can practice strength spotting by watching the office and looking for Michael, what would the best boss world's best boss award indicate other than significance? Yeah. A self, self-assigned self world's best boss mug. Right. Oh, my gosh. And I think the thing that I want to note, too, so I, I love this kind of challenge and task for people. And, and the thing that I want to note is you might be like, well, you all can do it because you know strengths well. And I feel like that's a really common response that we get from people. But even if you heard, like, there were people that we disagreed with, right? We had different – there isn't a right or wrong answer, especially – Right. Someone will take their assessment. You will have their top five or someone could theoretically. So in some ways with real people, there is a little bit of a, you know, you can spot something and it might not be exactly right. Right. A lot of people will spot discipline in me, which is probably not discipline, but a combination of other things. And um, and so but with fictional characters, especially like it's more of uh, a challenge to really um, like put your experience, I don't want to say like put your experience to the test, but it's like a a fun way that's like low stakes to continue to have this language at the Mm -hmm. forefront, make it fun. Like this, you know, this conversation didn't go as deep as we normally did. And it was kind of intentional. And we were both like, oh, maybe that wasn't like our best conversation. But at the same time, it's like, it was fun. We enjoyed it. We laughed a lot. And, um, and it's just a, a testament to like the fact that you can exercise and kind of do work to familiarize yourself and become more comfortable with this language, like through the context of fictional characters. Like that's an opportunity, um, yeah, to to continue to learn, to continue to grow and do it with someone that also maybe knows a little bit about strengths. And, and even between the two of us, you saw our disagreements and, and how we kind of went back and forth on a few people. And clearly we named much more than people's top five or when it was in and out of balance and, and things like that. So, um, any thoughts, Allie? Um, you're going to have to manage my sound is my first thought. <laughs> I might generally also, always, always something. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that you and I perform at our best when the content is serious. Hmm. I think that's something to note. Mm-hmm. It is something I greatly appreciate about our friendship, yeah. about the way we've worked together for years. We operate at our best when the topic is serious. And don't get me wrong, we can laugh. And if you add wine, for sure we can laugh. Mm -hmm. But 
I think we are both in intentional places in our life where we are serious about what we do, what we say, Mm -hmm. how we use our talent. Mm -hmm. So I just want to note that um, as kind of a testament and appreciation for you. You and I appreciate this space. So, okay. So, we want to leave listeners with, yeah, this fun but also very real task of strength spotting. It's our continual homework from episode one to episode 111 here today of looking for strengths in the people around you, putting that your knowledge and um, this language, kind of keeping it at the forefront putting it to the test by maybe applying it to some fictional characters. Um, I had a whole lot longer list than we got to get to today, but I love that we were trying to figure out like what's a common, what's a common show or common thing that we could rely on that we both know fairly well. And so I'm glad that we, we went with the office. So, um, but hopefully even if you haven't watched the office, it allowed you to uh, get out a little bit of what we're recommending here today. So we hope that you put this to the test. I hope that you employ this uh, just for, for a fun way to engage with strengths language. Um, if there's somebody that, or like a, a character or a show that you're like, gosh, I wonder what they think about it. Let us know. As we mentioned at the beginning, drop it in the comments of our Instagram post. Um, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, we will certainly uh, bring that up in the next episode. We always love when people engage with the questions. Um, and then beyond the the fictional character space, we also want to encourage you just like Allie did with Croy. Um, I always have to think through that when you say his name and drop the la before it. Um, but Croy, uh, your plain mate, uh, um, just like she did with, uh, with Croy, um, look for strengths in the people around you. Like it's always a gift to see someone from that perspective as we learn from Don Clifton. So without further ado, we want to thank you so much, uh, so very much for tuning in at episode 111 of Jen and Millie. If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend. We'd love to hear your responses to the questions that you posed in this episode. And one of the best ways to do that is by engaging with us on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. Until next time.